Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. I hope everybody is kicking butt and taking names. You know, it's it's just a beautiful day. At least where I'm at, it's a beautiful day. Now, I know the, the East Coast is still recovering from this weekend, but here is the positive news. All of the estimates are starting to roll in, and the damage was far less than what was anticipated. Matter of fact, I I would, from going through several hurricanes... And living through some major floods, I would say that before this is over, the the major issue is going to be from the flooding that is coming down out of the mountains, coming back through all the water that was there. And and although flooding is awful, don't get me wrong here, it is a lot easier to take care of flood damage than it is to take care of trash, torn down homes, and the death toll. And our death toll was very small. Hard, yes. If it was you personally, you you know how I feel. It, it, it's devastation. There's nothing that we can we can say that can replace that loss. But when I sit here and see where we're at today, I am I am thoroughly convinced we are blessed. Today we are finishing up Mike's book, Mike Magolnik. How about how about that? I actually said the name right. Okay, that's uh, after after ten days of this, it, it's probably a good thing that I finally got the name correct. But I am looking at Mike as as somebody that is a new friend of mine, uh, man, this, this, I mean, literally, there's only a few books that I carry with me no matter where I go. And it, it's one of those things that I, if they're an e-book form, then I grab them, I get them on. If they're personal, then I grab like this. Because even when I travel, I work. Uh, there's always something happening on the net. There's always something, you, you know. We're, we're a very, very small organization. So I'm constantly trying to take care of things. And this last week, it was kind of hard because Dalton who really does take care of a lot of my websites, was evacuating, so he couldn't help out. You know, So sometimes when you have great friends and you have great books and you know that they understand you will never abuse the relationship, then every now and then you can just reach out and ask questions and they respond and it's great. And, and on that note, i gotta, I got to do a, a shout-out to, to Chris Widener. You know, last night my mama called and said, I want that book. The Angel Inside. And I said, hey, that's cool. And I thought, man, I can contact Chris and tell him, hey, I need this book. And, you know, do I get it through your website? Do I go to Amazon? What do I do? And he reached back late last night and said, man, for your mama, I will get that out the door and she can just have a copy. And, uh, man, that's the kind of guy he is. He is a servant leader. He walks his walk. I am proud to have done his first book. We're going to be doing some more. And, and I'll give you a rundown real quick before I get into this final final stages of Mike's book. Our next series is going to be from a couple of gals I met at the Real Savvy Success Conference. Uh, they are superstars in Arbonne, and, and I love that company. I was one of the few critics that came out and said, I believe they will succeed and they will survive after bankruptcy, and they have. But they wrote a book, The Flip-Flop CEO, It's Time to Get a Life, Janine uh, Finney and Lori Murhead, their their mother and daughter, but they have this this writer, Whitney Roberts, who is a rock star in my book. And being married to a romance writer, I understand the the publishing world a lot. And she is a freelance writer, does does books like this. She also does websites, article writing, and we're going to be doing some stuff with Whitney because I really want to promote what she's doing. But Janine and Lori are great gals. We're going to do their book on Real Mentors Radio, and then uh, Jim's going to get them on Aces Radio Live. But if you've ever wondered, I mean truly wondered, is direct selling, is network marketing for me? 
you got to listen to this book and and see where two people are coming from. And and I want to I want to do another shout out real quick. Actually, this one is for Mike. A lot of people don't understand. Although Mike is an expert at social media, he is an expert at direct sales, both at a distributor and a corporate level. And all of my CEO friends. If you're really wanting to take it to the next level, he is getting ready to launch a program that I'm going to help him with in direct selling that will help your company and your distributors. It's a win-win. So let's get into Chapter 10, Monetizing Social Media. And for you that really don't care about this, thank you for staying with us during this series and hanging out. I know some of you come in here and you really love that personal and, and spiritual thread that we pull through a lot of our books. And in this one here, it really wasn't so much that way because this is a nuts and bolts book. And I just got to say thanks for staying with us. Thanks for hanging out because that, that means a lot to me. Uh, I know that not every series is for everybody, but to see our listenership grow, uh, it has been great, and I appreciate that. I want to I start off with what Mike wrote, this opening little paragraph. He says, the power of the Internet in today's media advertising is undisputed. It is no longer no longer is it a niche market, but a market that at times and in certain venues dominate even traditional mass media advertising, and it does in a big big way. I'll, I'll name one company. He doesn't. I went through here to see if he mentions them, and he doesn't. But uh, but I'll give you somebody. Bob Parsons, that actually was the mastermind behind Intuit, which is TurboTax, and and he he sold that company, came back in a few years later with GoDaddy. He is one of the best at, at merging traditional advertising with social media. And he does it both with, with banner ads, with short videos on the Internet. But if you've ever ever seen a Super Bowl, usually you'll, you'll really notice him during the Super Bowl deal. He'll have a GoDaddy ad, and he's always got these, these beautiful girls, or he's got a, a race car driver, somebody that's on there, and they'll show a part of a video. And 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 truly, they are they are controversial. They're kind of risque, you know. When back during the Super Bowl, when when one of the gals' shirt came off or something, and her breast was exposed, he he capitalized on that and and pretended that there was a Senate subcommittee hearing. But to see the end of the videos, you've got to go to his website, and he'll say, "Then go to GoDaddy.com." And none of the videos are pornographic or erotic or anything like that. Okay, so don't 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 think they are. But it's it's interesting the way he is blended. This and when you go to the website, when you go to YouTube and some of the other, it always drives everybody back to his website. And there's more websites now registered at GoDaddy than any other place in the world. And he was one of the latecomers into that niche. So it's amazing to me when I see how people have utilized different things. Starbucks was one of the latest to get into social media, and they now dominate. And and I like that. And so when Mike, somebody who is an expert talks about this, you realize, man, this isn't just a trend I'm seeing. This is this has gone beyond that. This really is deep. And when you when you're able to blend some of this, now not all of us can. Some of us are just little little folks in a big pond getting started. You're gonna focus more on social media than anything. But when you start to grow and you start to get big and you look at companies like Avon, Amway, Mary Kay, Tupperware, all these, you start to see how they've blended stuff back and forth. And to me, that's phenomenal. I'm going to be doing a review on a company called Watkins Products coming up in the near future, and, and they're one that have blended some things, and I really like what they've done. So let's get back here. The latest, more social form on the Internet. This is which we call Web 2.0, and every, that's what this whole book has been about, is the Web 2.0. How, 
what started out as little classified ads, what started out as an email marketing campaign, has now morphed into an interactive, customer-driven marketing campaign. There's a there, there's really a difference between advertising and marketing. Too many people don't really get it, you know. Just like there's a difference in PR, and and I honestly look at social media more like 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 PR campaigns controlled by the customers, controlled by the end user. See, when people get excited and testimonials start rolling, and it's coming from the people that use the product, talk to customer service, whatever the case may be, it's amazing to see what happens. I'll give you a, a, a situation. I have my phone service for my cells with AT&T. Had an issue here on the island where, man, we just could not get any service. I'd be sitting here at the house, and my mom would call, and they'd drop the call. I'd try to call her back. It wouldn't connect to the network. And I found out it's happening to everybody. I call AT&T and say, look, I'm having some issues with all my accounts. And the first first guy wanted to hem-haw around about it, yada, 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 yada. I said, well, you know, just, just send me upline. And about halfway up the, the chain of command deal, I said, you know, this is this is stupid. I've never called in. My account is, is great with you guys. I'm just going to do a video on YouTube and, and say, you know what, I've never had a problem, but now all of a sudden they're trying to cover up their issue. Less than 24 hours later, I got a phone call from their tech department. They worked through everything, and then finally, here's here's what happened. They said, Troy, your SIM card is like a B series, and we're on the E series. We think you just need a new SIM card. I said, well, that's great, except it didn't fix my daughter's, and it didn't fix, you know, all we went on. And she said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wipe out last month's bill. I said, I'm, I'm, we're, we're, we're on the same page. Then. Since I couldn't use my service, I don't want to pay for it. You know, and I mean, we've never got hot, never got any of that. But they understood. As soon as I mentioned, I'll just do a video and put it on Facebook. Then all of a sudden, they must have something in there that says, if anybody mentions social media, send them to a pro. Bam, I went right to tech support, and we worked through the issue. haven't had a problem since either, by the way. You know, this is the power. Because in the, in the old days, and Mike talked about this, in the old days, if you and I wanted to, well, matter of fact, I'll use my mom as an example on this one. Not, I bet, two or three months ago. She calls me up. She had a question about a credit card. Now, it's a branded credit card. If I if remember right, it was to Sears. But it was like Chase Manhattan or Citibank or somebody that was the actual back-end back people taking care of it. You know she had to call these people over and over and over. She kept trying. You know how you get those six-month same-as-cash deals so you don't get charged interest? She kept sending in massive amounts of money to pay off the card, and they kept applying it to the wrong thing. And there was no, in her case, no social media outlet for her. She's having to call and try to get the rep, and, and you know you never get the same rep the first time they're in India, the second time they're in Korea, the third time they're in, in it's a lunch break, so they're in South, you know, Kentucky, and then the, the next time they're in, uh, in, in uh, not Iran, but in Ireland, it was a mess. With social media, you don't have that. All of a sudden, customers have the voice. Customers have authority. Customers get to say, this sucks. This is great. This is awesome. So when I'm when I'm when I'm talking like this, it's so that you company owners that listen in, for you top leaders that listen in, this is about you. This is about what can happen to you. And sometimes, because a lot of us aren't social media driven, we're still doing things the the old fashioned way. You know, we're 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 knocking on doors, talking on the telephone, we're holding meetings in hotels, and I'm not against all that. But we forget that if we tick somebody off, if we don't follow through on a promise, if we let down on our commitment, 
there can really be hell to pay on the Internet for it, and you can't stop it. Yeah, you can file lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit, but by the time you're done, the damage is already there. What good is that? And that's what we're looking at here. How can you as a business owner, how can you as a leader, how can you as somebody that's a a mom and pop sitting at home saying, I want to start my business, how can I make this work? Well, the way you make it work is to apply this guide that Michael wrote. You use each chapter, and you don't go to the next chapter. You don't worry about monetizing anything until you've gotten it all set up. That's the key right there. See, when you look at how to monetize, you're looking at, at building your brand awareness. You know, I was at the store today. I bought a bunch of flash drives and some stuff that I'm going to be marketing next week out at the Real Savvy Success Conference in, in Newport Beach. And I and I felt a little down because I thought, man, I wish there was something that had the American flag on it because that's my brand awareness. People know that I'm an advocate for net, network marketing and I'm a patriot for the United States. doesn't matter what country you're in. Oh, that's that dude with that American flag. Man, he's proud of that. Daggum right I am. What's your brand awareness? Have you have you gone from, and, and this is something that Mike doesn't talk about, but I want to bring this up. Have you gone from brand awareness to icon awareness? Are you literally now an icon? The Nike, the Apple, the Microsoft. All you got to do is see the logo and you know, woo, Starbucks doesn't even have their name on their new logo. That's how powerful the mermaid is. Think about that for a second. Have you hit or are you headed towards iconic stature? Because that's what you want. You want people to know. And the only way to do that is to control and look at what the awareness is right now. What can you do? Mike writes this. He says, again, it is no secret that the Internet has changed the lives of most people who use it and, in, and has transformed a culture surrounding business. And it has. The thing is, we cannot pretend that it doesn't exist. We cannot pretend that it's not being able to be used. That just won't work. I'm not saying you've got to master it today. Matter of fact, if you're a company, I would tell you to call Mike and at least get some consultation on what to do next. But if you're an individual and you're wondering what to do, man, hang out. Look at some of the archives that we've done. Go out there and get there's some good good books. I, I gave you two good books to get er, earlier. The Social Media Bible. That's a good way for you to get started if you're just an individual. You can't you can't afford to hire Mike and 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 all that. This is the way to get this done. And you could already say, well, Troy, I've been on the net for two years, man. I probably screwed it all up. Shoot, I've been on the net longer than that, and I know I've screwed it up. But it's because of him that I'm able to get this thing going and I'm able to see how it's working. We're able to blend it and make it happen. In the early days, when I when I started, understand, man, it, you know, the net was really coming on strong in 2000. I went to work at a company called ProStep, which was the the only network marketing company that focused on helping everybody else. And we were the at that time the world's largest support training and lead generation company. Everything we did was in magazines. And in 2000, in the 2000, 2001, when the when the dot com bubble burst. All of a sudden, advertising costs on the Internet went to nil. And we bought up contract after contract. Within a year, we'd moved everything to the Internet. We were doing no print advertising whatsoever. We launched an autoresponder, one of the first, if not the first, indirect selling. We were slamming so much email through that AOL 
shut us down and said, you, you, you've got to be doing something illegal. And we said, no, we're not doing anything illegal. Here's how we're doing it. Here's what we're doing. As a matter of fact, though, while we were, while we were setting everything up, we did see that you've got a security exploit. We told them about it, and they opened us back up, whitelisted us as one of the only whitelisted email autoresponders focused on direct selling. It's like, you know, there, there is some powerful stuff that's happened. Now when I look at this, I look at social media. All of a sudden I realize, you know, the, the, the CPC, the CPA, all this stuff that we used in the past, it's still there. It's still relevant. I make a lot of money off of that to, to host our blogs and stuff because we use Google AdWords and Google AdSense, all this kind of stuff that's out there. But at the end of the day, it's the social media. At the end of the day, it's not just your banner ads anymore. It's not just your inline ads. As a matter of fact, we could, we could do a whole training on inline text ads. But it's about how, how are you able to interact with the consumer? I get more traction from, from videos and comments and, and posts that I put on Facebook and others than I do if I put an ad up on Facebook. I've got a good friend of mine, Mike Dillard. I watched him get started in this business. And he's got an ad everywhere. I mean, he's con- and he's constantly reinventing himself. You know, first he was the, the kind of an MLM rebel. Now he's out there taking on Wall Street. It's, it's humorous to me because he actually is good at what he does. He's got ads up everywhere. And I wonder, does that really work or would interaction work better? One of the things that Mike talks about in this chapter is about CPA, cost per acquisition. And when we were we were doing, launching some infomercials and, and sixty second commercials, I, I learned the cost. It cost me about one hundred and fifty dollars a lead. And it's like, wow, man, for me to get that down reasonable to people, I got to sell that ten times. And people were saying, well, you, you can't dilute it that much. I said, sadly, most people aren't even going to contact them. And they didn't. But I look at what it costs today, and and you know, leads are dirt cheap today. I don't care what lead company you use. You know, and there's some good ones out there if you're not generating your own using social media. But as I read through this chapter that Mike's talking about, I thought, you know, it's amazing to me. Most people still don't get it. He wrote a, a paragraph in here. It says, engaging the audience. This is, this, is, this is where I'm driving this home. He says, social media advertising is a major tool for the marketer. According to a study by, by BIA Kelsley, the total projected spend in social media advertising will go up to $8.3 billion in the year 2015, up from $2.1 billion in 2010. And I thought, wow, you know, he, he's on to something here. More and more companies are starting to realize. I, I get a lot of marketing, direct marketing and, and all kinds of magazines out there, and I see where people are, companies are spending their dollars and they're increasing their email campaigns but a couple of them, big companies, said we're not increasing our social media. And I thought, what a nuthead. Response rates have gone down in email. Most people these days that are hired really don't understand how email marketing works, and it gets them all confused. But if you set up social media correctly as a company, man, you can engage your people left and right. Rostelli Direct, a company I'm going to go see in the second week of September, phenomenal company, but a couple of their top leaders created an app and put it up on Facebook. Now when you go to their fan page, you got to input your information, and then you get to check out the food, and you get to post some of the food up on your on your site. 
And I thought, man, what a way of what a way to interact, get your brand awareness out there, and and let people be proud of the company that they're with. It's amazing. See everything that you do, and this is. Let me let me let me say that everything you do in social media, if you're a marketer, should be done with the with the end goal of connecting with the people and building some type of a of a personal and business relationship. In other words, you want to get the close. See, this is where Mike and I fully agree on this, but this is the frustrating part. Most marketers think Hey, I'm out there on the net. I need to have all the friends in the world. I need to tap out at, at 5,000. I need to set up my fan page. I need to max out everything. That's not accurate. I would. I told you early on, I would love to be connected with 25 million people and have 10,000 people a, a, a day hitting my website. I mean, just the sheer numbers. If you know anything about math, the law of large numbers, Mike's going to make some money. But a small person starting off like that, That isn't what you're looking for. You've got to have a targeted audience of people that are going to be interested in you and what you're selling. Okay, now I don't care if you're calling it what you're sharing or or what you're giving away or any of that. At the end of the day, if there's not a sale made, you're going broke, okay? I love my advocacy work, but I've got to make money. And if I'm not out there somehow hustling to make some money, mama and the kids go hungry. So, that, that, I mean, that's the name of the game. We all understand that. But it's how you do it that makes a difference. And if all you have is 5,000 friends and there's no place for the real people that really need your message, what good is it? If you're going to monetize your social media, then you've got to be talking about not the product per se, especially I'm, I'm talking to network marketing distributors right now. The product isn't really what people are interested in. They're interested in you. We already know that. But they're interested in you giving them a solution. When when I sent my mom life shots from 2110, it wasn't the life shots that I cared about. It was, Mom, I believe that this can help you and Dad. And sure enough, she took that risk based on the trust she had for her son, and it's made a difference in her life. So you want to be able to have, make a difference, a life experience in somebody's life. So you need to talk about what the product or the service does. How can this help? What will this do? How can I help them? How can I benefit? See, that's the key to making this happen. That's the key to making this work. And if you're going to monetize, and I'm just talking about direct monetization, now I'm not talking about if you if you've got some affiliate accounts and stuff up on your blog and stuff like that. Okay, I'm talking about how you as a person can do this. Mike shares a story. I thought this was good. He said this is about the case of a woman who was horrified that her 14-year-old daughter's Facebook status was hijacked by Dr. Pepper with a reference to a porn movie. After the woman found out that her daughter actually followed up on finding out more information about the movie. She went to Mumsnet with the problem and shared it with a few thousand people. The incident immediately got the attention of the parent company of Dr. Pepper, Coca-Cola, and Coca-Cola was forced to apologize and take the campaign off, off Facebook. This is a classic example 
of what an ordinary human being with the power of the Internet and social media can do. Clearly here, Dr. Pepper was out of line when they used the funny message, which turned out not to be so funny. They tried to monetize. They did it in the wrong way. You're going to try to monetize, and sometimes it isn't going to work. You've got to keep growing. You've got to grow through it. But here's the line that caught my attention that Mike wrote. But now an average Internet user is a powerful entity. She has the power of the Internet, and her lone voice speaks volumes. I'm in a situation right now where I'm, I'm having a, a phenomenal, intelligent discussion with a bunch of anonymous bloggers. I asked some questions, and they refused to answer, even under the anonymity. I hate these words, even, even when they're hiding their identity. And I look at that, and I think, but if you really want to get to the bottom of the issue, don't be afraid to share who you are. Don't be afraid to go out of there and kick some butt. Don't be afraid to go share. And, and, and when I look at what one powerful, one, one lone woman did right here and the power that she hid against a multi-billion dollar company, it's amazing. So how can you leverage the monetization? How can you make this work for you? What can you do? And I can't answer this question. This isn't something I'm going to give you the answer to. I mean, literally, what can you do? Now, now Mike says something here, and I'm not, I'm not sure that I totally agree with him on this. And, and the reason I say this, and it may just be because the word is overused, but he, he has a paragraph here, and here's what he says. So how is social media leveraged? Buzz, buzz, buzz. No, I'm not imitating a bee. Social media is critical for creating a buzz around your company, product, and service. And I looked at that for a second. Now, he goes on and he explains. But I, I thought about buzz, buzz, buzz. What I've, what I've tracked on the Internet is social media buzz only lasts about two weeks. So, and Mike's not the first person that I've seen talk about social media buzz. But as I analyzed this out, I thought, okay, Tiger Woods had social media buzz. It all went viral for about two weeks. Kobe Bryant, social media buzz, and then it disappeared in two weeks. You know, I looked at that. I looked at at, at, at some Internet marketing, I mean, network marketing companies, Effusion, had about a two, three-week buzz, and then it was gone. Social outbreak, two or three weeks buzz, and then it was gone. So as I'm, I'm sitting here reading through this, I was watching the Dolphins today. I'm, I'm thinking, man, I'm at the last chapter of the book, and this is the first thing that I really see where I'm, I, I'm questioning whether I agree with it or not. And I believe that Mike's on to something. I believe that it has to start with buzz. You have to be able to get the, the buzz, that viral effect starting to take place. But then I think it has to go to a higher level than that. There's there's gotta be and and, and I'm I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna this is plagiarism straight off. I want you guys to understand it. But it has to go from buzz to music. It has to go to that that long-lasting beat 
It might be a symphony. It might be a, a rock. It might be kind of, I don't know what, you know, music is music. It could just be the jazz, you know. Everybody loves jazz. But whatever it is, it has to go beyond the buzz in order to maintain a viral effect and give it brand awareness. I've, I, and that's the only way that you can monetize it. I've decided that. And, and, it's, and, and this is, by all means, I have the utmost respect for Mike. <clears throat> I've just this has bothered me for about a year and a half now. Is everybody talks about the social buzz and and to leverage your 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 social presence you got to have the buzz and I thought I just don't get that I don't think. It has to be more than buzz. It has to be a symphony. It has to be a a music. It has to be a song. It has to be something people are going to they're going to continue and I and I think I'm on this because even Mike says, man, most people just like a page and never go back to it. So there's something here that goes beyond buzz. Man, we've had a great series with this. I, I mean, there's so much that we did not cover in the social media symphony. So much that you need to get a hold of. You need to buy this book. You need to go to Magolic, Magolnik.com. That's M-A-G-O-L-N-I-C-K.com. Buy the book from Mike. Go to Amazon. It's a bestseller now on Amazon. Thank you. You people are rocking this thing out. You're sharing it. It's gone viral. I think it's more than a buzz. It's going to be around for years. I can hardly wait till his second and third books come out. Go get it. Tomorrow we start the flip-flop CEO. You're going to love it. Live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here with me tomorrow morning on Real Mentors Radio. Dot com.